Yo, what is good? It's your boy Ray, and this is the Everyday City Carry Podcast, my dudes. This is the Everyday City Carry Podcast right now. And am I hoping that the audio is okay? Yes. Did I check the audio? Yes. But that was maybe 15 minutes ago. And technology has a way of just screwing you over, dude. It just has a way of doing that, you know? And speaking of technology, right before, the reason why I'm a little bit late, a couple of minutes, five minutes. It's five minutes. It's okay, right? It's five minutes. You know what I'm saying? I had to go take off this air conditioner cover, bro. Okay. And I'm looking at you in the eyes, okay? Because my mother, she said, you have to look at the camera, Anak. I feel like you are not talking to me. So I, you know, we have an air conditioner cover outside the AC and it's like hot as balls in New York City right now, bro. Now, I don't know if you know how hot balls are. They're very hot. They're magma even. You know what I mean? And I had to go outside and uh, right before the show, I just had this idea. I'm like, yo, it is so hot right now. Why don't I go take this air conditioner cover off? And, it, you know, I did it. It went off without a hitch because your boy's agile. You know what I'm saying? I have to climb. I have to jump out of my window to the ground and then climb this other like kind of like banister thing and then take this off <laughs> this this air conditioner cover off and the air conditioner is running right now and you know guess what my guess what my wife said guess what kelly said dude before she left she said you don't have to take the cover off you should just keep the fans running all day and it was getting hot and steamy in here you know because your boy has to work out his shoulders right because your boy has to work out his shoulders right because he has to look good for blade show right because today's shoulder day and um, I was like, she said, don't take the cover off. And I said, you know what? Nah. Nah. That's what I said to that. And I took the cover off and now the AC's running. And that's why it was five minutes late. You know, I wasn't taking a crap. People think I'm taking a crap all the time. They must think I have bad bowels, but. Um, yeah, let me know what y'all are carrying in the chat. We do have some informer segments today. Shout out to, I believe it was Nathan Nettick who sent me uh, some Instagram stories that we're going to check out. And there's beef, bro. You know what I'm saying? There's a little bit of beef, you know? And uh, it really worried me a little bit. Uh, but at the end of it, I think I felt pretty good. So, um, yeah, man, it's, dude, it's hot as balls, bro. And like well, Kelly and I bought a car yesterday. Let me tell you something. This is my first time like buying a car. Like, and it is so annoying, bro. <laughs> it is probably the most annoying thing that you have to do as an adult. It's like I'm you're sitting there talking to this guy, which he we actually had like a decent salesman this time, you know. You know, we, we've been to three dealers, right? The the the, the Honda dealers, bro, they're just shysty af bro these dudes are out there to get your money like you can tell they've been, they've been all trained the same they got they got that salesman like attitude and like i can read through that i can read through that you know what i'm saying so uh we didn't buy a uh, honda we went to toyota we're looking at corollas and all that right you know because that's you know we just started out right we just got married we're gonna get our this is the first car you know we're not trying to go all the way and get the, the best shit you know because I, i'm asian efficient baby you know what i'm saying i know what i can afford you know but um so we're talking to this guy really nice guy and uh not trying to oversell us or anything prices were really good 
And we buy this car with the intention that we can drive drive it off the lot, right? <laughs> and it's already like maybe it's already like 5:30. They're closing at 6. So we get all the paperwork done and uh we're about to get the car and they're like, "Yo, there is a problem." <laughs> they're like, "We thought that this was uh pre-certified already or whatever it's called." And all the technicians left and like no one knows how to like activate this like certification <laughs> whatever to like track the car make sure it's up to spec you know so we're getting the car today they can deliver it today oops. 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 i had to bring out the oops button for that and if before before that we were trying to get this red car and they didn't have the title for it. <laughs> it didn't get back. It didn't get sent to them yet uh, from Toyota. They said it takes 15 days and it, they're on the 11th day. So they didn't have it yet. And then there was that. So then they wanted us because the reason why we agreed, right? The price is really good. The monthly was really good. Everything's really good. This is a Toyota dealer, by the way. This is not like some weird, you know, dealer. Okay. Uh, we test drove the car as well. The car is pristine. Uh, it is used. It's in 2021. One owner, no accidents, 14,000 miles. Just really, it's a pretty much a pristine car, right? No dents, nothing, nothing on the, nothing on the, nothing on the hubcaps. Like, literally, this car, it's as if you're going to look at it, it's like a new new car, but it's 2021. You know what I mean? Um, no, we, we, we grabbed the Corolla, uh, Ian Coates. We're, we're, we're not up to the Camry part yet because we're having a baby. You know what I mean? So we can't really... <sighs> If we weren't having a baby, I probably wouldn't have gotten a Toyota. I would have gotten something like cooler, but the baby. You gotta you gotta worry about that first. Um so yeah, they try to sell us another car. <laughs> like that was cheaper, so we could drive off with it, and that looked like a used car. So I was like, nah, not gonna buy that one. You know, even though it was a, a higher model, I was it was higher than the base model that we were getting, and it was a 2020, and we're like, hey, nah. No. So we didn't get that one, uh, but we did get like a, it's kind of like a dark, like kind of powdery metallic gunmetal gray kind of. Um, seems logical. I don't know, but I jizzed in her. So I'm sure that she's going to get the pregs, you know, because, you know, your boy's liquids are strong, dude. Like all my brothers just be, they just have children's, you know, we're going to have a, a fleet, bro. You know, if there's an alien invasion, they're going to be like, oh, call the Sarians. They got, they got a fleet of, Young kids, they're gonna fly the, the 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 spaceships, you know. So, um, but yeah, we got the car. It was super annoying, and uh, that's what we did yesterday. So, it's man, things are falling into place, you know. Uh, I feel more and more like an adult, <laughs> and um, just uh, doing more adult things. Like the other crazy thing, bro. We didn't know that you had to have a check to give the, the, the money, right? They were like, oh, if you use a debit card, you got to pay 4%. Dude, we would have had to pay almost two grand extra on top if we were going to pay with debit card. What? So, of course, we're like, nah, we're not going to do that because we just haggled this price down and now we're going to lose it to a freaking... 
credit card machine charge. You know what I'm saying? Which is insane. So the dude, the salesman, has to drive us around to look for a TD bank and a Citibank. <laughs> I had to pull money out of my account. The money was in Kelly's account, but Citibank doesn't open late. So they don't have tellers, and you can only pull out $1,000 out of the ATM. And let me tell you something. If you're in Queens, right? You're in Hillside. I don't know if any of you are familiar who are listening or watching right now. The ATM is outside, bro. And there is so many people. So I'm like guarding Kelly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's just like mobs of people walking around. You know, and it, so she she only could pull out a thousand and I pulled out the um, you know, the money out of out of my account and <laughs> it was just a whole ordeal, bro. And I'm just like, can't this be better? Like I can't wait till artificial intelligence like takes over the the car buying market and you just go up there to robot and it's like hello would you like to buy a corolla you know what i'm saying ah man what an ordeal what an ordeal but we 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 got the car and um we're going to be moving little by little every week so the content i think is going to improve quite a bit I'm going to be outside, get a big yard. Uh, we're going to, yeah, exactly. Still no dents. Michael Morgan gets it. You know what I'm saying? Michael Morgan, my podcast buddy. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, you know, we, we, we got all that done. We're going to move. So you're going to see like videos. You're going to start looking different. I'm going to start doing stuff outside. And it's perfect time too. It's the summer, you know. I'm going to have a lot of different stuff. So content's going to improve. New studio. It's not going to be this one anymore. Uh, it's kind of sad a little bit, right? But it's going to be a bigger uh, space. I'm going to have a lot more time, more depth. Like you don't just see the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might feather sticks. Matt Hoff says feather and sticks, bro. I might feather some sticks now, you know? Let me say what's up to my friends, first of all, who are in here. Matt Hoff is the early morning champ this morning. And uh, Me With Knives Mark was right behind him, right there. They're here super early. Matt Hoff was here since 7.22 a.m. And uh, let's see who else is in here. We have got Nathan Nedick. We've got uh, Ian Coates. Thank you for coming early, actually. Ian usually comes late. He's here at 8 a.m. Aaron B. up in here. Michael Morgan. Everybody chilling. We got Ryan. What's up, Ryan? What's Ryan Schweckhofer? I hope I said that right. <laughs> Thank you for coming through today. And you're telling me your carry is here. You've got a Kaiser VK1, a Hogue Decca. I love Decca, man. I cannot stop carrying. Uh, I swear, like, Original Goat should give me <laughs> a sponsorship. I do have an affiliate with them. I think um, they're getting uh, working on it right now. I just love uh, Original Goat. And um, they make my deck look better because now I look like I have a really awesome knife and I don't have the cheap plastic scaled one, you know. Kaiser Harpoon Mini in 10V. That's fire. Thai Pirate in 15V Manix. I have an update for you guys on the Artisan Cutlery. Remember, they sent me the wrong thing. <laughs> I got the new things. I got the new things uh, the, in yesterday. And um, they sent me a Pyrite. And they also sent me like another knife. It's their newer one that they just put a picture up yesterday. I forgot what it's called, uh, but I have that one too. So they sent me two knives. It's just it's pretty good, you know. Hey, they they made do. They made do with what they needed to do. So it's fine. 
Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Buying cars is a grueling, hated experience. The salesmen are purposely disrespectful. That's why. And let me tell you something. Kelly is the best haggler of all time, bro. You know, you got this girl that's basically 4'10". She says she's 4'11", but she's, it, it, it doesn't matter, though. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if I say you're 4'10". It's the same thing now when you get past the point, right? This little girl is bullying this guy, bro. Like, just straight up, just bullying the salesman, like talking about sales tax and just just making this dude kind of nervous, yo. But he was really nice. You know, I, I kind of wish that Kelly played a little more hardball with the first two uh, dealerships we went to. But this one, this guy was actually really nice. He wasn't a dick. That's why I told her, like, we should go with this one. Because you want to deal with people that are just straightforward, you know? Um, we got a uh, Let's Do It Up, carrying my new combat Troodons. That's sick, dude. That is sick, man. Let's keep going down here and see what y'all are saying before I get to keep uh, go on with the podcast here. Goal is to get to ATL on Thursday, leave Monday. I am going to get to Atlanta on Friday morning. Going to drop off my things and going to go straight, straight to, uh, straight to Blade Show after that. <clears throat> Got Eugene Krabs in the house as well. Uh, have a good day. Seems logical. Thank you for uh, coming through before driving. Zahn just went in the pocket. That's awesome, dude. Maybe I'll get a Zahn one day. Zahn gang, you know? Being the Zahn gang. <laughs> yeah, if you guys could like the stream, I definitely appreciate that. If you drop a like on it, it definitely helps me out. Uh, what Another thing that helps me out is if you go to Apple iTunes and rate and review the podcast, that would be really awesome because that definitely like bumps up things. It makes me look better if, I, if we do get sponsors for the pod eventually, you know what I'm saying, for the audio version. But rate and review on iTunes, like and comment on the YouTube definitely helps out. Even if you write like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ray, you should have listened to Kelly and not have taken off the air conditioner cover. <laughs> or whatever. Just be funny about it or say whatever you want. You know, like Fox will literally just say sup on my videos, you know, even though he has nothing to say. Like, he'll just say sup because like it just gives me a little bit more leverage in the algorithm if there's more comments, you know. And, and YouTube numbers are down, bros. I'm going to tell you right now, YouTube numbers are way down. This is the lowest they've been since uh, I, I got the big bump. It's still pretty good, but it's like pretty low. I think it's because I'm experimenting. I'm dropping more regular uh, full-length videos. I, I think I'm going to switch to a one full-length video, one short a day format and see how it goes. I'm trying to switch over to that right now. But it, it, it's tough, you know? Um, but yeah, the views are like kind of like mixed a lot, mixed up a little, but I think it's better overall because you, you get more revenue off regular videos. I got 30 views a short on a short the other day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't get a lot of views, bro, you know. But I the, the crazy thing is I used to get like eight hundred thousand views, a million on on shorts. Uh, but the thing is, like, this is just a, a little piece of advice on short form content if you're a content creator is Sometimes those shorts will pop up again. You know what I'm saying? So for some reason, let's say like two months later, you put up some. And then for some reason that day, 10 people stopped and watched the entire thing. So it gets shown to another 10 and another 10 
and another 10. And then all of a sudden, an old video of yours is like just catching fire, which is always what happens to me at least like once a month. So, you know, <clears throat> I notice bigger channels generally usually post around the same time. Have you thought about shadowing a bigger channel schedule? So it's different. Um, they tell you like when your subscribers are on the most. But I think it's, um, I, I, for some reason, since I post so frequently, it's hard to narrow it down because my schedule before was like 12, 3, 6, and 9, which is actually the schedule I use for Urban EDC, except on Wednesday when they have their drop. Uh, I do 3, 4, 5, and 6 or something like that. Something like that. But um, yeah, so it's just... It was different before uh, when when I was when I first started pushing through on shorts because there were there weren't a lot of people doing it in the knife community. You know, that's another crazy thing that has been happening is people in the chat right now. Uh, raise your hand, bro, if you see a lot more um, unboxing videos. Look at my eyes, dude. You know what I mean? Like where the, where the style is a little bit familiar to somebody you know you know what i mean i don't mind honestly like i remember when i first started doing unboxing asmr i was like the only one doing it in edc like nobody was doing it and um to me like it makes me feel good that it inspired people to try it um and also put their own spin on it some people are doing it cinematically i'm always doing it with like on on a beat you know, like if you watch my stuff, there is a beat to it. Like I literally count the squares, count the squares in my editing app. You know, that's that's what happens. You got to count that. And uh, that's how you edit. That's how I edit my videos. It's like timed so that the sound is going to introduce the next uh, cut. So that that's that's a secret that I do. Like the shorter the cut, the bigger the dopamine release. Some people don't like that. So you got to go with the the longer one, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I do. But I, I have been seeing seeing more of that. And people always send it to me like, bro, this guy is this guy is copying your your style, bro. And I'm like, that's not, I don't have a patent on it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I had a crossbar lock and then I stopped the patent and now people could use it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's no, you know what I'm saying? It's it's totally cool. Like, I'm totally cool with it. Like, just make good content is, is what, um, make good content that makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? That that's uh that that's what I say. That's my advice to to content creators. You know what I mean? You know what makes me feel good though? Nafsale.com, bro. Every time I go on this website, I feel great. You know what I mean? Because it is the best place to buy and sell EDC gear. Why Nafsale? It is for knife lovers everywhere. Anyone can buy and sell. Our truly custom platform is designed to be used by knife nuts all over the world. I know this because Jean-Claude Van Damme bought my denim at 5.5, yeah. That's not true, but someone in France did. Secure payments and safe shipping, easy checkout for buyers, crystal clear, clear payouts for sellers, and tracking updates every step of the way, up to 100% buyer and seller protection. If you buy an iPhone NAF sale and you don't get it, and there's some wishy-washy stuff with this tracking, you're going to get your money. The CEO said that on my podcast. A trustworthy community, our peer-to-peer -peer rating system makes it easy to buy and sell with confidence. Real humans, our founding team is standing by for support. Now, this trustworthy community thing is interesting because you do get a rating here. And if you have a five-star rating, you can win this 
native five. <laughs> I always make this mistake. I think it's the native five though. And uh, this is uh, with the CPM Spy 27 steel. They're giving this away next. They gave away TRM Shadow and a Hogue Deca before as well. So you're eligible for giveaways. Real Humans, our founding team is standing by for support. They have live chat functionality right here where we talk to them on this show. Okay. We do um, have live chat functionality and we have chatted with them on the show and they sent us memes just to let us know that they were not cybernetic organisms from the future trying to take over the planet. They were actual human beings. There is a budget-friendly section, a Made in the USA section. Urban EDC and Giant Mouse have sections here because they are official retailers of these two brands. There's an accessory section and the new listing section. And speaking of listings, you can list using your phone. Okay, you can list just using your phone. Take a picture in the one by one format. Don't do the big ones, six, six, um, 16 by nine, because it's going to get cut off. Okay, do one to one, and you're going to see the pictures pristine. You just, you just use your phone. You know what I'm saying? You go to the new listing section, and look, they have a Benchmade Damas 215, you got a Pena Apache X Series 280, right? Look at this Benchmade bug out. It's 330 bucks, bro. What? What? Knife Center exclusive 535. Battle wash scales rare. Discontinued. That is insane. Would you pay 330 for a bug out, bro? That is wild. But look at all the, the variety that you got here. Look at this. Bastinelli trigger. There was one that I found here. I'm going to keep going down. It just says uh, Todd Bags, Todd Bags Steelcraft Field Marshal, Blue Damascus 550. Ooh, there was one that I found. It was so funny. It, it didn't even have a name. Look, overbuilt titanium frame lock. <laughs> it's the Occam Tactical OC1. Brian Brown uh, Raptor right here with the speed holes. Look at all this. Just crazy. Crazy fun to look at this. What concept Tuckamore prototype? $2,000? Holy crap. What is going on? Wow, this dude trying to kill it with the cash, bro. This dude need money. What the? Bro. This is a grand right here. The Vicar is special. It was the very first show sample before the knife was launched. Benchmade 757 BK Vicar, one of a kind. Interesting. I've never even seen that. Yeah, they got some money, bro. Money items on this one today. But you can have a lot of fun just surfing through here and add some listings, man. I'm telling you, like, if you need to sell stuff, if I ever, like, lose a big client, I'm going to sell all my shit. <laughs> and I'm going to use NAFSale to do it. And then I'm going to have money for like a month or two, maybe. So definitely check out nafsale.com. It is the best place to buy and sell EDC gear. Let's go back to the show. We got my homie here, the silent golfer, making dad and golf content on TikTok and Instagram, Mr. Matt Martinez from Urban EDC. That is the homie, dude. That is, a, that is the man who is responsible for allowing me, for helping me to be able to do this full time, dude. And it's absolutely awesome. I love this guy. Can't wait to hang out with him in Blade Show. Can't wait to hang out with everyone in Blade Show. It is going to be insane. Rogan had a bug out 
on the table during the Adesanya fight. Benchmade, let me tell you something. Benchmade sends Rogan mad shit, bro. <laughs> I remember he had a Benchmade cigar cutter that he used on the show one time. Um, yeah. If I wasn't going to Blade, I would have scooped the Accessorize Me Baby Bartle. It's a pre-order, so you can get it. I kind of want one because, you know, he's like an inspiration to me, Vincent, man. Accessorize Me is like, if you're an EDC content creator, you know, that's like the North Star because he's done it, bro. Like, he's just absolutely crushing it. Views are crazy. Subs are crazy on all platforms. This is not just like one platform he's crushing. It's like all the platforms, bro. You know, and, and that's my strategy is just to just be everywhere on all platforms. So you could catch me on Clapper, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on Pinterest now, too. And I post on all of those every single day, bro. You know what I'm saying? We got Knife Eclectic in the house. I was just showing off your Aztec Teal Original Goat Scales, baby. I was just showing it. And it is really sick. And I still I'm waiting for the backspacer. It's coming. I saw the uh, notification and uh, you need to approve my uh, affiliate thing because, because that girl um, hasn't emailed me back about the, about the affiliate thing, bro. What is your best knife? Yeah, that's a crazy question. Uh, Captain, Captain Australia and Asha boy. If, if I had to choose right now, right this second, what knife I want to use the most. It's going to be the Hogue Deca V2. Why? It has the hottest steel right now, which is Magna Cut, right? It's really thin. So, you know, I open what I do with my knives is mostly unbox and things like that. So, this is going to do that the best. The, the scales are fire, right? So, I think that's probably what I would say best is kind of very hard to choose because it just. You have to choose the right tool for the job. You know what I'm saying? If I'm doing heavy-duty shit, like, I'm probably not going to use this. I'm going to use something with thicker stock or something like that. You know, if I'm doing outdoor work, which I never do because your boy doesn't feather sticks because I'm in New York City, so I don't do that. Um, yeah. So you got to use the right tool for the job. Sometimes you just want a knife to go like this. You just want to watch TV and be brain dead and not think about deploying it but you have a fidget addiction so you just do this you know what i'm saying um it just depends on the tool for the job you know that that's really all it is and yes i do giveaways uh, i'm going to be doing a giveaway with blade ops pretty soon and at fifteen thousand subs i'm going to be doing a huge giveaway like the winner of that giveaway is going to have like an entire collection <laughs> so if you just started collecting like you're going to have mad shit like i put up i put away a lot of stuff already and i'm gonna make that package like i don't know like at least 10 knives deep you know it's gonna be crazy um but yeah man we are gonna get to the show now what do you guys say what do you guys say we do we do some informer, informer. all right so this is the segment if you are new to the show where we check out the ongoings or the goings of the knife community and the title of this episode is There's Bad Beef All Over, all right? <laughs> There's just beef, bro, you know? And we're going to check out some stuff right now. Brandon's God was insane last night, like 5.15 watching. Yeah, dude, Brandon crushed, bro. And it, I actually do have um, something about uh, Brandon and Ron in the, uh, 
in the show this for this week. So the first thing this was submitted, I believe this was submitted by Nathan Nettick. Am, am I right on this, Nathan? Are you the one that sent this to me on Instagram? So it says this is account knife dot designer. All right. And these are stories that I screen grabbed. Okay. And it says, I hate the thought of airing out dirty laundry, but I have to join in and bring attention to Williams Knife Co. and their ethics. Let me take a drink of water first. Drinking on you, dudes. The audio listener is going to hate that. So right here, it says, um, so he says he wants to bring uh, attention to Williams Knife Co. and their ethics. And then he shows a knife right here. And it says, a blatant clone of my design for millet knives and CRKT knives. And it shows a picture of this knife. It's got green G10. You know, pretty cool. Um, and then this is, like, I guess, the uh, Williams website. The story begins... Since he was a young boy hanging out in his grandfather's workshop, Chris Williams has been honing and perfecting his own unique style of legacy knives, fascinated with the idea of blending steel, wood, and other natural materials into beautiful blades. Chris's knives reflect his passion for the outdoors and culinary pursuits, right? So that's like what it says on the site. We're going to check all this stuff out after, okay? So we've got... And then it says blatant clone of my design for Koenig. This isn't, isn't Arius, right? <laughs> like, what is this, guys? I don't, I don't ever see this, though. So he just took it, this shape and geometry, and just turned it into like a G10 with like a shitty lanyard hole. My usual strategy for handling clones is just to ignore them. The fact that this is an American company trying to play the blue-collar ethics card makes this more upsetting let's go down my usual strategy for handling clones is just you know i did that already and then this is the original this is what this guy made for millet knives right and we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll check out the uh the clone here if it's the same looks pretty similar dude he just filled in the holes right let's let's take a look again Zoom in. I mean, that's that's definitely that's, that's I think that's definitely it. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Okay. So that's what do you guys think, dude? Is this clone? This cloney, bro? Let's let's check out their uh, let's check out their their Instagram. Actually, what's the um, what's the thing called? Williams. Williams Knife Co. Let's check it out, dude. Let's check it out. We got Instagram beef, dude. This is beef number one. There's like a bunch. Let me see if I could log in. Instagram sometimes it doesn't let me log in through Chrome. I don't know why. Ah, it let me it let me today though. Let me today. They want us to check out the beef. Let's see if I can find this. Ah, on the money IG. Find him on IG. Let's check it out right now. I'm going to share this with you guys. So on Instagram, we got Williams Knife Co. Right there. With a dead turkey and a knife. <laughs> like immediately. <clears throat> huh. I've seen this before too. 
Let's keep going. Oh, that's it right there, right? Ah, it looks a little bit different there. It looks a little bit different there. So if you guys are just listening on audio, it's a brown G10, like kind of Arius-y looking knife. But it looks a different, looks a little bit different. Let me know, by the way, stop me in the chat if you guys see a knife that looks like another, that looks like an Arius though. It's called the RX Flipper. Where's the other knife that they copied? Bro, is this a drop air? No, it's... <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Isn't this like uh This looks like a Benchmade, bro. I mean, I know it's just across the crossbar lock is different. Let's check it out, what it looks like. I've seen these shapes before. Mm. I've seen them. Isn't this a Benchmade outdoor, like, knife? I forgot if... Hmm... Hmm, that is what I'm thinking right now. I'm trying to find the other knife that he was showing that looks like the copy of the millet knives one, but I can't find it anywhere. Well, let's just check this one out then. What is this one called? The RX or something like that? Let's look for it. All right, let's go up. Let's go up, dude. There you go. <clears throat> RX flipper. All right, we're going to look. We're going to Google that <clears throat> and look for that shit, dude. Williams Knife Co. RX Flipper. We're going to check it out and see what's up. <clears throat> I found it. I found it. We're going to look it up, dude. Looking it up right now, my friends. Let me hide this. I have so many tabs open right now. So many tabs, dude. There it is right there. Boom. You guys see that? This is the RX Flipper right here. You guys let me know if it's an Arius or not. It kind of looks like it, though. The RX Flipper has all the qualities of the perfect everyday carry companion, a razor-sharp drop-point blade that will retain its edge, a textured G10 handle, a lanyard loop and clip, and an extended oval for easy one-handed opening. And it's, uh, damn, it's 100 bucks. What is the uh, specs on it? CPM 154, G10, 8 inches overall. <laughs> knife eclectic is like it's a bit too inspired I'm, oh shit i'm like zooming in look at this look how terrible that looks uh, i i can't zoom in uh, and show you guys the whole thing it's a problem hmm. give me that ariusi dude in coats is mad funny right now i mean it looks a little bit let's check out some of the other stuff right let's go to knives uh everyday carry let's see if we could we could find that one with the holes in it damn that looks like an arius bro this yo i swear i've seen this shape before benchmade fans am i wrong on this this orange oh they stopped selling the other one with the holes i don't see it anymore i don't see it anymore the one with the holes they stopped it this that yo that straight up i see this right here look at this guys this black blade with the black g10 if you just took this out this lanyard hole thing i think the arius is like taller though right you know what i'm saying i think they copied a drop bear that's what ian is saying the shape is different though and also the blade shape is 100 percent different i i you don't see that uh, drop air blade shape like too often. How about the escort though? Nah, it doesn't look like that. 
I, I play with the escort all the time. But the 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 Arius looking one is like that thing closed right there. I'm like, bro, <laughs> am I on AliExpress right now? Am I on DH Gate? <laughs> Yo, that is so wild. That is so wild, man. Shout out to Nathan Nettick for dropping that. Yeah, I mean, shit, I don't know. Definitely looks like it. It's a little too inspired, as uh, as Maddie just said right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A little bit too inspired. James Brand forgot about them. <laughs> um, let's go down a little bit. Now, this this one, this this next beef, bro, was near and dear to my heart, okay? Because when I saw this title, like, I think it was right before Monday's live. When I saw this title on YouTube, I was like, please, please tell me that my two friends aren't fighting. Like, please tell me that my two friends aren't fighting, yo. Like, two of my closest friends in the knife community, too. Like, I actually, you know, like, I hold these two, like, so high on, on, on the friendship scale, like, of knife YouTube. Like, the, these two are very important to me. You know what I mean? I may not chat with them every day, but every time I do, it's always, like, awesome. You know what I mean? And like I could talk, like I could I talk to them about non-knife shit, which is like how you know you're really friends with somebody. Because, you know, of course, like being into the hobby, you meet a lot of people that are into it. But like outside of that, outside of the EDC stuff, like can you guys really be friends? And I could truly be friends with these two. And that is uh Neves Knives and Metal Complex. Okay. So I bro, when I saw this title pop up on my youtube feed i don't know if you guys watched this video and it says we got beef <laughs> and it's like an angry steak with and then it's jared's face pointing to metal complex i was like don't tell me this right now bro please don't yo you know please don't do this to me <laughs> you know what i'm saying these two, first of all, these two are the only people in the knife community that I can talk about fitness with because they both lift. They're both trying to get jacked. Metal Complex is actually jacked, dude. He's probably the most jacked guy in EDC right now. You know, if I know you guys, you don't see it, but the dude is abs, an absolute fucking unit, bro. So it, it really sucks. You know, we talk about video games. We talk about like shows and shit. You know what I mean? We talk about non-knife shit, non-content uh, creator shit sometimes too. You know, and then we... You know, when when we see content that we like, like outside of knife stuff, they'll send it to me. So I watched it. Watch metal. What's up, guys? So to check it out a little bit right now and react to it, we'll watch. There's two videos. It's this one, and uh, and then the metal complex one. What's up, guys? So today we are talking about my beef with metal complex. So I ask that you go and watch Metal Complex's video on this topic. I will put it in the description. And there is no beef here. We just have a disagreement on something. And I and that is when uh, my heart felt immediately better. Okay. But, but there's also another uh, issue that I want to talk about here. Because I was in a group chat with some friends. And they, they, they didn't understand what Jared was doing here. 
You know what I mean? Because I understand what he's doing. This is a common, this is a common strategy, right? This is a common strategy that content creators use to um, kind of do a collab, right? And I'm going to show you another example of it in the in the next uh, the next part of the informer. I think he's great. Love his channel. Um, awesome dude. But we disagree on this one thing. He made a video on this topic, and the topic is buying knives to flip them. But I wrote down a bunch of stuff just so I have notes. Um, so buying knives to flip them. And he let me know in the chat, by the way, if you think it's okay to purchase knives. Uh, with the intention to sell it for profit later. He doesn't think that's good. He doesn't think people should buy knives to flip them. And I have a completely different perspective on this. So make sure you go and watch his perspective first and then come back and watch this. Now, starting it off. One, I have never seen in any field that people collect something that there isn't people buying to sell for a profit any collecting people that collect art right people that collect picassos right they pay three million dollars they def when they sell it they want to make a profit on it they don't want to sell it for less than they paid right anybody who collects rolexes watches cars baseball cards you name it doesn't matter what it is in any field people are going to buy and sell for a profit on purpose now that doesn't mean they don't love the object that doesn't mean that they're not passionate about it in many cases that means that they are it's just that this is the cost that it will take to pry it from my hand first off i have a problem ever telling anybody how to make money as long as it's not hurting anybody and it's legal Make money however you can. I personally have made money my entire life doing the craziest things. I've done a lot of different things to make money from buying and selling antiques, cars, jewelry, gold, baseball cards, all kinds of collecti collectibles I've bought and sold and flipped. I've done construction my whole life, worked on houses, done siding, fascia, gutters, roofing, you name it, in construction, I've done it. I've done tree removal, I've done uh, moving, I've done just about everything, dog training. Like, I've done so many different things for, for money and for profit. I just have a hard time telling anybody how to make their money. And if you're willing to put in the work and the effort to know something or to get something in order to flip it and make a profit, I'm all for it, I'm all for it, make your money. And not that I wouldn't do this, but as far as right now goes, I haven't flipped any knives for profit. Um, I do better keeping the knives, being able to run a channel and everything, but that's not saying that I wouldn't do that in the future, I just haven't yet. And to be clear, the buyers are the ones that make it. It's the collectors that make it possible. You can't even be mad at the people that buy something in order to sell for a profit when you are collecting because you are the reason why that market exists. You are literally the reason why people are spending more money and why people buy them for more money. It's because you collect them. So, so like that is pretty much the gist of it is um, he believes that you should be able to sell a knife for profit, right? And then uh, this is, where is where is the Metal Complex video right here? So this is Metal Complex's video, right? Let's, uh, let's check hey it guys, out a little bit. Hey guys, subscribe for daily content. And if you're shopping for gear, make sure you check out the description for the newest items at some of the very best online. First of all, I love, like some people hate that he does this. Bro, this guy's the king of links, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
king of links right here. And like, I think this is very professional and I think it does work. Some people say like, oh, I never buy anything from that. You're wrong because this dude's links are on fire. Mind retailers. There's also links for some of the items that I personally recommend. Thanks. What's going on YouTube? Metal Complex here and welcome to this week's episode of The Knife Guy. So what are we talking about today? So last week I talked about gatekeeping and how against it I am. As I expected, the vast majority of people agreed with me and I had a couple of sour grapes who were really upset about it and I told them, sorry, I'm going to continue to shout everything from the rooftops so that everybody knows. Um, and I stand by that. I'm definitely going to do that. I, you know, sorry to the two people who, you know, had sauce in their pants over it. I don't really care. Um, but uh, there were some people who had some valid points and, you know, some points that I had already agreed with. I want to bring uh, that to the attention to everybody. Um, the downside to, um, you know, making sure that everybody knows when a drop is going to be available instead of, you know, keeping it closed to the mystical circle of the elite, right? Or, you know, Joe Schmo just in his sweatpants because <laughs> that's who, you know, when we say elite, that's we're just talking about the every, regular people, right? Um, so, uh, but one thing that happens when you let more people know is it means it, it, more people who genuinely want to get the, 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 their hands on stuff uh, for, you know, to, to use it or to collect it, right? Which is just as valid. People got getting up in arms. If they just want to collect it, it's valid, right? Period. It doesn't, it's not your property. It's, it's their property. They can do whatever they want with it, right? But what it also does is it brings it to the attention of people who plan to buy and flip, which I've said many times is not something that I agree with. And I know there's going to be a few people, a select few people who are going to say, uh, you have to pick one side or the other, right? You can't say you're against the buying and flipping and at the same time you're against gatekeeping. Yes, I can. Watch me. I'm definitely going to do that. Watch it take place in front of your very eyes. I am absolutely against gatekeeping. And at the same time, I am against people who buy knives just to flip them, right? Even as one of the major catalysts to this type of thing, right? I recognize that I am, <laughs> in this case, a major catalyst in, in terms of letting people know and that's it. so uh pretty much one side metal complex believes that you shouldn't flip knives for money and neves thinks that you should be able to now matt hoff is asking what gatekeeping means gatekeeping is let's say let's say i like the kaiser clairvoyant right which i love this knife it is designed by a buddy of mine and i love button locks i love uh sort of like otter shaped knives you know what i mean and this is actually like very comfortable ergonomically but besides the point the first thing you see is aesthetics and some people might not like this so let's say like i am a newcomer into the knife community and i'm like yo that knife is so sick um i just got it and i post it right and then a person who's been in the hobby for a while comes in and then they tell me like why brass is like whack as a scale material and how this micarta is garbage or 154 cm is a trash steel and they just go on and on about like how much they know and how little i know and that i'm stupid that's gatekeeping you know what i mean you it's i think it's uh you should be able to argue about you can't argue with someone if they think a knife is cool you know what i'm saying you can't 
argue with someone. You can't argue with someone if they think a knife is cool. I think knives are cool that are like trash to a lot of people. You know what I mean? But it's still cool to me. It's still cool to me. It's cool to me. You guys remember that meme with the wrestling? It's real to me. It's real to me. That's like what it is. You know what I mean? That is what it is, right? Um, And uh, that is what gatekeeping is. Now with flipping, I don't have the flipping gene. You know, I've, I've tried. It's one of the easiest ways to make money right now is to flip things. Um, one of the best examples that uh, of flipping that went crazy was, do you guys remember when there was, a, there was an eclipse and uh, there was a kid, they wrote some articles about him and he bought um, these special glasses that you could look at the eclipse with uh, on AliExpress and resold them on Amazon and made a shitload of money. That is a perfect example of that, right? Um, Ian says, isn't flipping buying something and immediately selling it? So uh, another good example of flipping is people that buy pallets, right? People that buy pallets or people that buy like confiscated TSA stuff or probably one of the most um, uh, media popularized ones is like buying, uh, what are the, uh, buying a storage container or buying like a storage unit and you don't know what's in it. And then you take the things inside, you get them valued, and you flip them. Same thing with houses. Aaron B is talking about houses right now. And in every collecting hobby, whether it's sneakers, Pokemon cards, comic books, Funko Pop figures, um, literally anything, right? Anything that you collect something, there is that culture, right? That's how you do uh, culture. Uh, knife Eclectic, we were, we're talking about the Metal Complex Sneeves Knives Beef, which was... Um, actually fake <laughs> it is just a uh a, a content strategy to be able to do a collab but not do a collab and neves literally messaged metal complex first before he did that video so i know this because i talked to them both and i'm like are you all mad at each other you know what I mean? <laughs> um but metal complex thinks you should be able to purchase knives and uh you, you shouldn't have the intention of flipping them okay so Jared thinks they should be able to purchase knives with the intention of making profit later, right? I am kind of like, I'm kind of more on Jared's side here because the way that I collect my gear is the same. I think of it the same way as collecting like anything else that I collect. You know what I mean? I like the way something looks. That is the number one thing. If I like the way something looks, I'm going to look into it further. If I don't, I don't care about the steel. I don't care. Bro, I could care fucking less about who designed it. I don't give a shit, bro. I really don't care. Like, people really, um, you know, like, care sometimes. Uh, I do have some favorite designers, but I could care less about who designed it. I care about the way it looks, the way it feels ergonomically, and um, the action of it. Like, is it what kind of lock is it? How does it, How's the deployment? Stuff like that, right? That's what I care about. But even before that, I collect gear mainly because, like, the way it looks, dude. You know what I mean? When I when I come through rolling on the uh, the red carpet on Blade Show, you're going to be like, yo, Ray is dripped the fuck out because my entire carry from my pocket to my actual clothes match like literally. And I'm probably going to be one of the few people doing that there. It's going to be Drip City. So I collect gear differently than most people, which is why I think that it's OK, because I go into collecting EDC gear the same way as someone who would collect Pokemon cards or magic cards or comic books or baseball cards or sports cards, even UFC cards now. Um, 
you know, there are things of value and you could, you could sell it, right? Um, Metal Complex believes that you shouldn't. Now, here's where I come in, my opinion on this, is you should be friends even if you have a difference of opinion, right? That's what I think. And um, there were some people that I talked to that were like, oh, this is stupid. Like, they actually thought like they were beefing or something, like, or, or that it was cringy to use this kind of strategy. And in my head, I'm just like, but y'all didn't make it, right? Y'all didn't make it. You know what I mean? Like Metal Complex, Neves Knives, they made it in this industry. That's why they're using the strategies. Metal Complex is, is one of the kings, one of the kings of clickbait titles. You know what I'm saying? That's what that was. It was a clickbait title. And I think this kind of banter between uh, big creators or even small ones, I think it's healthy for the knife community to thrive and evolve. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, Ian, Ian Coates right here. As a queer liberal, I have a lot of friends in this community with different views and we get along. You should be able to be friends with people that have differences of opinion. That's how it used to be. And now it's kind of like weird. Like you got to be on one side or the other. I love both of these two. Metal Complex and Neves Knives. I love both of these two, dude. Like <laughs> I actually say that on air all the time because they've done a lot for me, like behind the scenes. Um, and uh, they've advised me on what to do and things like that. And, and uh, you know, I, I've kind of just kept going. Uh, they're, they're one of those uh, few, you know, those inspirations that, that had me keep going and doing this career, which is absolutely impossible. Like, yeah, being a content creator is very hard, you know? It's very hard. And there was a statistic that I, uh, that I watched on TikTok that they were talking about. They said that the average income of a content creator entry level is $48,800 a year in America. And for a young person, dude, like not me, like for a young person, like that's crazy that that's the entry level because that's like work. That's like more money than working in an office. But what comes with that is like, you have no life, bro. You have no life when you're a content creator, when you're taking it seriously and it's, it's like your main source of income, you have no life, bro. You, all you're thinking about is what content to make. When's your next live show? When is this package coming in? When is, um, when is that collab dropping? Like, oh, this knife is, is, is going to do a lot of numbers. I have to make sure I get one. Things like that. Um, and yeah, that's why like, it really hurt me to see this title because I was like, oh my God, my two best friends are fighting. And they weren't. You know, but yeah, you know, I think that you should be able to make money the way you want as long as it's not hurting anyone. You could argue that it is hurting people that don't get the knife that they want. But think about it like this this person who's like with with the intent to sell for profit, that's their job. Like there are people out there that buy and sell sneakers and they're not they don't have a retail location. That's their job. That's how they make money, that's how they feed their family. And uh, I, I think it's fine, you know? Does it suck? Dude, yeah. It absolutely sucks when you want a knife and you can't get it for a while right away um, because there's not enough, right? But that person literally probably didn't sleep and is just like sitting there, maybe took off of work, you know what I'm saying? And is just like clicking to try to get this 15V, you know, Manix 2 or something, you know what I mean? Shaman or whatever. So that's where I am with it. 
you know, I'm just kind of glad that my buddies aren't fighting. Um, I'm really happy about that. But I thought it was fun to, to take a look at that because, you know, we love those two on this show. Um, the other the other thing, there's another beef, which is not really a beef. It was just really funny. And I think some of you in the chat are going to know about this. This was on Instagram. I saw it and it made me feel so good. It made me laugh so hard. First of all, we're going to check it out right now. Let's see. I think it's this one. Boom. So Tri-State EDC and Everyday Minimalist had a beef. Do you guys know that? <laughs> Did you guys know that? They had a beef as well. Did you all know that? Let's check it out. Uh, actually, this is before that. Let's do this one. I think he had another one. Where did he do it? Do you guys remember when he did it? Let's see. Uh, it's this one, right? Yeah, here we go. Call, good call, good call. Sort yes, yes. I got an EDC because of Tri-State. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, this guy reminds me of Tri-State. If Tri-State used kid pics as a video editor and didn't have a luxurious mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, Tri-State got me into EDC. If you like every day, check out Tri-State. He's the EDC guru. I got into EDC because of Tri-State. Tri-State sent me. Marry me, Tri-State. I wish EDM was as cool and sexy as you. <laughs> oh. Woo! You were my favorite content provider until Tri-State burst onto the scene with the That's stash. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> oh, this is gold. This is what a perfect way to end this live stream. I love all the content, but I got an EDC because of Tri-State. Dude, people are going to see these comments and be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> oh! Woo! Holy shit, dude. Tricet got me to knives and EDC with Brandon's help. Congrats, your channel's really good, although not as good as Tricet. <laughs> yeah, this shit is so funny. Who originally got me into the EDC game with his superior video. So, of course, it's a joke, guys. They don't have beef, of course. These two are friends. And uh, that made me happy, man. You know, because this kind of like... I don't know what to call it because it's certainly like some kind of strange collaboration where like the other person doesn't know, <laughs> you know, until later. So they are friends. And then, uh, you know, Brandon, everyday minimalist, like came back uh, with a clap back. Oh, shit. I can't, I can't like put this up because so <laughs> um, this is what's known as I think it's called comment bombing or something like a comment raid. I don't know what they call it on YouTube, but you go to somebody's video and you have your followers like comment something. And of course, on, on Everyday Minimalist page, <laughs> all the Tri-State EDC fans said Tri-State EDC is better. But here on uh, Cole's uh, video, people have been saying Everyday Minimalist is better. Look at this. EDM is better. Look how many people are commenting this shit, dude. <laughs> you got bubbles in there. That's so funny. It's just a back and forth banter, man. Like, we're all friends, yo. You know what I mean? And I think it makes the community have fun as well. You know, you kind of feel like on the inside. And uh, it's just so funny that they did that, you know? It's kind of like when um, Big Red EDC did that video, like, imitating me. I thought it was hilarious, yo. I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. He was like pretending. He was like, yo, what's good, YouTube? And it was Big Red EDC. Like trying to be me, bro. 
I laugh so hard. It's all in love, man. You know what I mean? Um, the next thing here, okay, this is the other thing that I wanted to talk about is I want to congratulate Ron and uh, Brandon, Everyday Minimalist, got up to talking about a lot about them in this episode, is they started their podcast called Carry Config. Did you guys know this? They have a podcast called Carry Config, and it is really good. I'm talking about if you look at every other EDC podcast out right now, there is not one that looks better than this. Like, there isn't. There is not one that looks better than this. And, um, you know, this is the kind of things that you go through as a content creator, right? Is like when I saw this, and I, I watched the uh, the trailer of it on Instagram, and I was like, yo, this looks so lit. It made me feel kind of like, like less of myself. You know what I mean? And I'm going to explain that. It wasn't like I wanted them to fail or I was envious. It was like, it made me feel like, bro, you didn't work hard enough because you have been podcasting for so long. You have over 600 episodes in your belt, under your belt. and um, if, if I count Patreon and the lives and all that, like how many shows, how many episodes have I done? This podcast is episode 246. So if you think about every every episode is an hour long, that's 246 hours. And then on Patreon, I'm at like almost 140 episodes. Good Morning EDC is, is at least 40 episodes deep. And then um, the live shows is is pretty big too, you know? And there are episodes that I didn't count. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, you know, because I've always wanted to do what they did here. And um, we're going to watch a little bit of it because I, I absolutely love it, man. You guys should definitely check it out. Carry Config Episode 1. Um, and rate and review on Apple and iTunes as well and on Spotify uh, if, you, if you're doing the audio listen. Because this is, this is going to be big. If they, if they do this consistently, like every week... Um, I think they should make it longer. I think they should make it longer than 30 minutes because people that listen to podcasts, like the video views are fine, but audio listeners that are listening in their car want it longer than 30 minutes. That just, that's just the truth. If they did that for a year, bro, this is going to be the biggest EDC podcast like in the world. First of all, like gas. The intro is gas, bro. This is so fire. Represents their bo both their brands very well. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Carry Config Podcast. My name is Brandon. And I'm Ron. And we are your hosts for this podcast, Everything EDC. We're going to talk about everyday carry, what's in our pockets, and everything that's going on these days in the world of EDC. I think we should start this off. First of all, look at how clean... Look at how clean this shot is, okay? This is just bringing Knife YouTube to another level. Like, both of these guys, I mean, Brandon started it first, you know, because Ron is just getting into knives now. He, you know, Brandon set out to bring high-quality cinematography and video and, you know, audio and photography content to the EDC community. And he's fucking done that, bro. He has absolutely done that. And, um, you know, he meets up with Ron, who has like kind of a similar vision, not super into knives yet at the time, gets into it. And these two team up together. It is the absolute like best 
team up that could happen right now. And I think the EDC community needs a high quality podcast for, like this, you know, because the podcast market is fucking huge, bro. I listen to podcasts. You think I watch knife content? I don't even watch knife content. I watch comedic podcasts like seven days a week, not even five days, because as soon as I wake up, I put a podcast on because I like hearing people that I like listening to while I'm getting ready, while I'm making breakfast, while I'm working out. That's all I'm doing. You know, you can't watch like reviews and stuff like when you're lifting weights, but you could listen to a podcast. You know what I mean? And um, there's one person here. Look, that was sick, bros. I hope you guys drop an apps every week because that would be super dope. Brandon, I'd fly in to do this. And the reason why I said that is because this looks like they did it in the same location. But what I've been told is they made sets in their houses to look like, to look the same. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So what I'm hoping with that they do is if they do have a guest on, they make it a requirement that you have to be able to record your video separately and your audio separately, right? With good quality, which I can do. That's why I'm hoping to do that. And, uh, and they probably send it into them and then they edit it together. So this is actually probably two different videos with two sets of audio that they had to splice in together. And that's how you get this professional thing. And, and a lot of podcasts in other niches do this. You know what I'm saying? They do this because this is a brand new podcast episode one, we should probably talk about our origin stories and kind of let the listeners know who we are first. So, I mean, uh, tell me your story, man. Well, what are you all about, man? For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, we are uh, YouTube creators, so we've been in the space for a little over two years now, I believe, but uh, when I first got started, it was basically pandemic time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we all remember mm -hmm. that. It wasn't too far long ago, but uh, we just had some extra time on our hands. And, you know, I've always been a creative person. So I figured, hey, you know, I want to get behind the camera, see if I can do some stuff with everything around me, the things that I had on my table, in my pocket, stuff like that, and just kind of explore. And so I think my first video that I posted, I was on a skateboard. Dude, I, I was that. holding my camera. It was amazing. Dude. It was vlog style, like the first <laughs> video. I think I watched back on that maybe a few weeks ago. And I was like, dude, this this content is amazing. For the first video, uh, we'll, we'll get into my first video, but yeah, go on. Yeah. Oh, it was cringy, man. I appreciate your kind words, but it was cringy. Looking back, I, I don't ever want to watch that again. But no, nah, but you know, it, it's kind of cool to see the journey, especially, you know, how far we've come. But yeah, it was October 2019. That was my first video. And then, you know, from there, I just I made it a point to post like every week and just slowly work on my videos. And then from there, you know, I talked about what was in my pockets, what was in my bag, what was my bag. And then from there, the rest is history. Dude, man. That's so good. 2019. That's three years, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, man. So you started before me. It's 2023 now. So that's actually like coming four up on years, four bro. Years. Oh, yeah. What do you Ugh. mean? <laughs> that's awesome. So, I mean, <clears throat> in terms of like my origin story, um, Does that mean I've been doing YouTube for longer than I thought. Cause I, damn, it's already four years from 2019. That's true. Maybe it's been longer. <gasps> I started basically due to the pandemic. Essentially, like I, I went on YouTube and essentially saw all these. The first time I had Everyday Minimalist on my podcast, he only had a thousand episodes, like 1300. Knife channels that just did like super basic top down videos. And that just wasn't uh, vibing with me. Cause I'm used to guys like Peter McKinnon. Shout out to Peter McKinnon. We both love him. Oh yeah, um, but I love Peter McKinnon. 
Okay. Like I'm not even a photography nerd and like I watch his stuff and I'm just like very inspired. You're seeing like this really like well done content, high quality, very, I guess, film filmmaker-esque. Um, so I was like, you know, what? I, I think I can do this. I can probably make better videos. So I started off, my first video was a top-down video. It was absolutely horrendous compared to yours um, back in- No, no, no. We're not comparing, bro. We're, we're both sitting here. Yeah, okay. So. Well, I mean, you know, back in June of 2020, um, I was still learning how to operate a camera in terms of cinematics. So I had like my Sony A5000 on, I think I was recording through OBS. I was literally recording through OBS and wow. it was That's amazing. It was it was pretty cringy, but I got I got it down. I posted I think 30 videos in 30 days. Full length edited videos just so I can get it down in wow. terms of learning how to edit. That is such a smart that is such a smart maneuver. 30 videos in 30 days because if you want something to stick, you got to do it for a while, you know. So that's that's the kind of mind that Brandon has, bro. I think that's probably why he's had so much success on YouTube. Is like he does shit like this. I remember when I first started watching his videos, um, they were good cinema cinematically. Um, but now it's like, you know, now you watch an everyday minimalist video and it's fucking undeniable that this guy is good. You know what I'm saying? Um, e even if he's not the most knowledgeable when it comes to talking about the specs or you know, just anything else about the knife, like he can show you, he can showcase a product better than anybody. In EDC right now, I'm I'm gonna say that like, you know what I'm saying? You you want somebody if you are a company, right, in the EDC space, and you're looking for someone to do ad work or content creation work, and you see everyday minimalists, you're gonna be like, holy shit, I gotta get this guy. You know what I mean? It's learning how to get into the rhythm of things. Um, in terms of like my first video that ever popped off. Uh, Basically, I think it was like the Benchmade Infidel video that I posted on TikTok. Ooh. This is a really cool story behind it. Um, essentially, I, I was like, you know what? What is TikTok? Ashley's sharing all this stuff. Ashley's my girlfriend, by the way. She's sharing all this yeah. stuff through TikTok. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just try posting a really cool OTF knife. It was like 15 seconds long. I think it was like July 4th. So I had a dinner plan later, filmed it. Yeah let it go. Didn't even check TikTok because it was a normalized social media app for me. And after right. about four hours, I checked it again. It hits 400,000 views. And what? at that point I was like, what? And it kept going. That's actually the same thing happened to me. So this is my second account. No, this is my third account on TikTok. So I used to be everyday city carry on TikTok. And then I made some other account like EDC carry both of those accounts got banned for flipping knives open on TikTok. Then I made a third account called the Real EDCC. That's my main account right now, which hasn't gotten banned. It's doing super well. My first video, I think it was my first one. It was an unboxing ASMR of the Kershaw Launch 13. I didn't even have the science down to my unboxing videos yet. That video did 1.3 million views and sold almost $10,000 worth of merchandise for Blade Ops. That basically one video solidified my relationship with blade ops um because several times since they've been sending me a lot of gear every month is is once or twice a video will go viral or semi-viral and a lot of stuff will be sold for them and it's become a huge part of my um financial strategy you know as a content creator 
is to make videos, short form content on these platforms and go viral and fucking sell a bunch of stuff. So I know what this phenomenon feels like where you just don't know what's happening. You're kind of just like, what the fuck's going on? And all of a sudden the video just keeps going up. Um, Blade Ops messages me on Instagram. Uh, I just woke up, messages me. I get a message uh, from, from Andy, the homie over there. And it's like, yo, your links are going crazy. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why. I checked my TikTok. That video is like 1.3 million views. It's insane, bro. It's insane. Knife Eclectic, yes. If Bro, even if you don't want me to keep it, like let's say this is a like a special product you want to showcase or something, it's, it's not that much of a gamble to loan me some stuff, pay the shipping, and I make a bunch of content on it. Sometimes they go viral. Sometimes they don't. I can't control that. But if it does go viral and it sells a bunch of stuff, like you've paid for you, you've essentially paid for a shipping charge to get viral content. <laughs> like You know what I'm saying? The way that it helps me is I always need content material. I love checking out stuff. Right. So it's like my relationship with Blade Ops uh, and uh, Urban EDC is the same thing. It's like I promote the links. I show the stuff. Um, I'm doing that now with traditional pocketknives.com as well. It's a very good business model because rather than paying for uh, advertising and short form content is what everyone is consuming. Like you can just send, you know, a creator some stuff and then that's it, you know? <laughs> so overnight that video hit 3 million views, one wow. video. So immediately the, the next morning I was like, you know what, let's do this more. And then it just kept stacking. Stacking and stacking. Wow. And then that's how I got my short form content down. And maybe a lot of you guys, um, our listeners may have seen my short form content on YouTube or even TikTok back in the day. Um, that's, that's kind of like yeah. my forte, but yeah, ever since then, I mean, the past two years, I've been really focusing on making full length content and short form content to just kind of parallel the two. And I feel like it doesn't work for everyone, but like for me, it does feel like the short form kind of leads people to your mm -hmm. channel. It kind of exposes them to you. And then you hook them with the long form and give them like added value and kind of just really throw them into the rabbit hole. Exactly. Way, and it's a I mean? fast, easy way to just kind of present yourself to people. Yeah. That's exactly right, man. Now I'm, I'm going to, you know, we're going to stop watching it because I want you guys to go check out the actual video. Um, check out Carrie Config episode one. Uh, you can listen to it everywhere podcasts are are available and you can watch it on YouTube on Everyday Minimalist channel and go follow Ron and uh, Ron Kwok and Everyday Minimalist, of course, if you don't. Some people are watching this or listening to this in the future. You should definitely do that because they're awesome. And um, yeah, hoping to do that pod someday. But let's uh, do some closing stuff and check out what you guys have been saying here. I saw that people were really excited to go to Atlanta. I am super excited, guys. Like, I am super excited. Um, I bought like, I pretty much have my outfit for all three days, which is really weird. Yo, Ron, what's up, buddy? I was just watching uh, Carrie Config episode one. I was just uh, basically like congratulating you guys for doing such an amazing job. And I think that if you guys keep doing it, I think Carrie Config is going to be super huge in EDC. It is the only, I'm going to say this, it's probably the best uh, EDC centered podcast on youtube right now because i think people just don't do it consistently enough as a podcast uh watcher and listener um you want a podcast to come out every week right you want it to be like an hour 
And then that way you could work out to it. You could, um, you know, dude, I have podcasts like playing on my tablet, like while I'm taking a shower, like I literally have podcasts playing all day when I'm watching, when I'm editing videos for work, right? I have a podcast playing. So um, if, if you reach truly like the podcast listeners and, um, and uh, watchers, you know, they're going to tune in every week, bro. And that number is going to grow. Uh, I've, I've been in this game for a while. I, I've never be, been able to achieve what you guys have done. But as soon as I watched it, I told Kelly, I was like, yo, we're moving, right? We're going to get, we're going to, you know, be in a house. I was like, I need to start doing my podcast by recording it on the camera, recording the audio separately and editing it together because, you know, now is the time to do it. These guys have opened the door. And I think that more and more people are going to want that, you know? Like the live streams are cool. They're definitely awesome. They have their uses, but to have a truly polished piece of work that releases every week that people are going to listen to when they're getting ready for work or driving to work or they're a security guard and they are, you know, like just need something to listen to. It, it's truly inspiring, man. And, and I'm really happy for you guys. That's why I was promoting it on this show. It, it's really, really good. Uh, just make it an hour, bro. <laughs> like I know it's hard. Maybe like make segment segments. Just write like bullet points. Um, that's what I used to do. I used to have segments when I would have guests on. Um, yeah, and you sh you should have guests as well, but make it a requirement that they need to be able to record the video separately and the audio separately in high quality. That way, you guys can still use the same formula because you know what you're seeing right now is a lot of collaborations using you know stuff that i use like Streamyard or melon app or um zoom and that's what the the edc community it, that's where it's at right now but you guys have basically busted that mold open and you can really capitalize on being one of the few if the only um consistent podcast every week um, and have that um, come out and be the only like super high quality one there. The reason why, why an hour versus shorter, like 30 minutes, because I think when, I think the, the strategy you guys are tr thinking of is not the podcast strategy because people that listen to podcasts and what you want actually is your audio to be much bigger, like the audience, like all the big podcasts, their YouTube numbers are good. But their audio audience is way bigger. That's where the sponsors come in. That's where you're going to just make the most revenue because spot like Manscaped is going to be like, yo, we'll give you two grand to three grand to run an ad or something in your audio format. You know what I mean? Some shit, whatever. I don't know what the numbers are. They're, they're big, though. And um, audio listeners, they want something that's long. Like if I am a number cruncher that's entering data at an office, like I want it to be as long as possible because it's keeping me sort of distracted, but also not distracted enough so I can focus on my job. And when I worked in an office, that's what I use podcasts for. I was in shipping. I was a shipping manager and I'd be packing boxes and, and making shipping labels and things like that. And I always had one earbud in my ear and I would listen to podcasts all day. I'm talking about like from 10 a.m. Or, or 9 a.m. whenever I would get in to work. Um, I would listen to podcasts all the way until I left. And guess what? I, guess what? When I left work and I would take the train home, what do you think I was listening to? Podcasts, bro. Podcast fans are very different.
than YouTube fans. They want the length. An hour is really good. If you look at the biggest podcast in the world, the biggest media powerhouse in the world, okay, is Joe Rogan's podcast. And guess how long they are? Three hours long. It's usually two or three hours long, depending on the guest. But usually if the guest is really good, it'll be three hours because you want someone who is a fan of yours to listen to that whole thing. And next week, it's like, oh, shit, it's Wednesday. Uh, today is Carrie Config Day. I'm going to check it out as soon as I wake up, make my coffee, eat my breakfast. That is literally what I do. I wake up in the morning. I check out which podcasts are out. And then I see like, oh, shit, um, Andrew Santino is on Joe Rogan's. I'm going to check that out. Or I'm about to work out right now. And Corey Sandhagen a UFC fighter is on Joe Rogan's right now. I'm going to watch this while I work out. Or David Goggins is on the True Jordy podcast. I need motivation. So I'm going to, you know, watch that when I work out. Or let's say like um, I'm editing videos and I'm like, oh, I want to laugh. Um, I'm going to listen to a co comedic podcast with comedians talking to each other. And I, I'm going to listen to your mom's house or, 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 or Chris D'Elia's podcast or something like that. So that's pretty much me as a podcast fan who consumes like podcasts, I would say seven days a week. Like my wife literally hears me listen to podcasts every single day. As soon as I wake up, I turn a podcast on. And podcast listeners, this is how they act. You know what I mean? This is literally how they act. So just think about it. Of course, the advice is always like go with what works best for you. You know what I mean? If it's 30 minutes that you can do consistently every week, do 30 minutes and then see where it goes from there. But it's going to be big, guys. Like, I'm super excited. You can tell because I love podcasts and to see one from two homies, especially, is, is really awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, that's it, man. That's it. That's really it, dude. And uh, let's see what you guys are saying here right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, people are talking. This Bobo Shinagan to the homie says, Good morning. Congrats on the move. I got high expectations uh, of you since you're a pod veteran, my guy. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I'm hoping to just to just uh, get a new studio and start filming outside more. I'm going to have a huge yard, which is crazy. Like I have two yards, actually. I have one in the front and then I have another, you know, fenced in one in the back bro and you know what i'm saying maybe i'm gonna cut some brisket or some shit like who knows what i'm gonna do uh i was trying to think about because my blade ops run uh for people in the audience right now my, my blade ops box is almost finished we don't have time to go shopping today but i was thinking like maybe i could go shopping with you guys monday <laughs> kelly's gonna be so bored <laughs> uh but i need to shop um uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll do it next Friday. But thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today, man. It, it is absolutely awesome that you guys tuned in. And remember, no beefs. No beefs, bro. You could be friends with somebody that has a difference of opinion, like I was mentioning earlier. And um, it was a great show. Just absolutely appreciate everyone coming through. Much love to everybody. Tune into the Patreon, patreon.com slash everydaycitycarry. Uh, we're slapping a skimpy dress on Kelly and having her walk around. Maybe. I don't know. I bought it. I bought it. I looked at it. It's like stringy. I'm like, holy shit. Is she going to wear this? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, definitely tune in to patreon.com slash everydaycitycarry. That is the most list Patreon there is. It is $5. Gets you in the door and you get four hours of exclusive podcasts every week. 
This is your boy, Ray, and the Everyday City Carry Podcast saying peace.